Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze, discuss, and spin our thoughts on the movie High Fidelity five minutes at a time. I'm David Stoker. I'm Kathy Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. I'm Candice LaSalle. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're back. Yes, so we're back, and we are moving on to the last three episodes here of our journey. Cool. How did we get here? Yeah. So we're on minutes 96 through 100. Cool. And these minutes start with Rob looking very glum. And they close out with Rob telling us his guts are not very smart. Mm. Hmm. I have thoughts. There's a lot in these minutes. This is a, yeah, there's a lot going on in here. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I've got a ton of notes. A ton. A ton. Start us off, Yes, yeah, start us off. Take it from the top. Oh, I was lying. I have no notes. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he, so it starts off him looking glum? Yeah, and that's my first note. Why? Like What's the sound puss? I guess yeah. I really wasn't paying attention. He's in the record shop, right? Well, it makes me it makes me think of the scene when earlier in the movie when he's doing the same kind of thing and the and the girl came up to him's like you know do you have it do you have soul he's like sometimes and wah, like, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Rob it's, well, so he left off yeah the last episode right like he, he left us with a cliffhanger about except. something that was coming up like an except. Yeah, he should be happy for himself because he's got everything he wants except. except. And then he sort of points off, you know, mm-hmm. to what happens next. Right, right. And so that's when. Right. So this is when he meets Carolyn Fortis. But. Wh- what's going on with him before yeah, that? Yeah, what's going on before? Why is he all pissy pants? I think because he shifts to whatever this is. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think. No, right. Maybe the music right, he's listening right, to yeah. is making him somber. What's What's on the radio? Or. Playing. Uh, the, the song's a low boob oscillator by Stereo Lab. Low boob. 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 <laughs> low boob. Low oscil- boob. Low L O boob oh. oscillator. Wait. Um, you could have just been like staring off into space. You yeah, know, I mean, I think one of one of moments. I don't know. I'm not always like walking around with a smile on my face. I'm just sitting there, or if you're listen in the car listening to a song. You know, you're. You know, if you look at people driving by, they don't look like they're mm. about That's to do a resting, jig. That's his resting face. Then is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I just think it's he just was... introspecting. It also gives us a dynamic shift in his mood because when she comes up to him and he turns around and like right. his mood like drastically changes. Like uh. so, we see that that change. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. So I think so. She, well, she comes, Carol, oh, we don't know it's Caroline yet, but this young woman comes up to him and asks, what says, is this Stereo Lab? Stereo, stereo lab. lab. And that's who it was? You yep. confirmed that. Yep. Mm-hmm. She hadn't heard it before, even though it's from 1993. This is 1998. So, does she call herself a Stereo Lab fan if she doesn't know this one? Come on. Well, there was no Spotify back then. <laughs> I know, I'm just being, right. a, I'm being a jerk. And she was probably like 12. Wait. Oh. I'm making scene? an assumption on her age. Uh, she's actually a year older than I am in real life. Well, she looks to me younger than Rob. Yes. But yeah. Rob's older than we are. Oh, Rob's older than we are. Yeah. So she, Oh, so then she is younger than Rob. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I assumed I was the same age as 
Rob. But Dave's right. It, she, he, Rob drastically changes his whole demeanor. And, and I rem- when I watched it, I was like, I could feel my stomach drop because I was like, oh, God. Here we go he, again. He's obviously instantly attracted to her. Which, I mean, I guess it's fine to find someone attractive, right? You know, sure, right? people sure. are attractive. And, um, you know, and I think it's like a double, triple whammy when he, she's asking. She knows who the artist is that's singing. And then she knows who he is. Well, yeah, she's, well, kind of Bob. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely, you know, flirting going on because she's like, oh, I loved when you spun and he's like oh i loved your i love your articles you know what you're talking about right because we find out she's a journalist she's a journalist yeah right and and i think it's fine to write like to to find someone attractive but i think in this case of the movie we know his history Hmm. right and you know he's just kind of gotten back with laura yeah which uh, it's perfect timing for barry to you know, he he calls out, you know, oh, I love this. Rob phone and and Rob's like, take a message, you know, because he's obviously, you know, in the, in, in the moment with the with the woman. And, uh, you know, Barry's like, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Which, just. Yeah. So look that, you know, Rob gives is yeah. kind of like, you know. Well, it's, I think it says something right there that Barry's I mean, he's zeroed in on what's going on. Yeah. You're like. Just like we are, right? The, right. We the audience right. and Barry the audience of this. We all know what's going on. And he totally calls him on it. It's your girlfriend. <laughs> like, all right, snap out of it, dude. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. I, so I vote. I remember this this whole scene, and I remember even in. Uh, I remember seeing in the theater, it, I mean, we are you know minutes from the end of the movie, right? The, the, we right. kind of right. hit the climax right. that Laura and Rob are back together. Like we've gotten to the an hour. You know, heading for the end credits, and this scene to just show up here, where it's all of a sudden, yes. oh, he's being tempted by another woman. Like, but it seems like a really odd place for this to be. And I'm not, and it's it's also odd in the book. It happens in the book too, near the same kind of time frame. And I just find it like, what is it? Just one final thing that he needs to, you know, quote unquote, get over before he. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's we're. It's, we're going to learn, I think, that it's more really about him. He always had one foot out the door. Yeah. And yeah. he still kind of does. So I think he needs to realize why he has that one foot out the door. Even So he just needs one more. It just So but, it just from, from a storytelling point. I like, agree, it, Chris. It feels like you could even, like, you could have shoved this back five minutes, like, before Laura's father died. Like, he could have had this moment of... But I guess he already I don't had his think thing. I don't know. It would have the same effect. Yeah. Because now they're back together, and this sort of shows that even though we've seen him take the two step forwards, he's still sort of he still has some growing to do. Like especially if he wants to, you know, as we find out later in these minutes, you know, he he does he does say, you know, like as I alluded to in the beginning, you know, his his guts are are, are stupid. He's moving from rock to rock and. You know, I think this is just a symptom of him still needing work to develop his, I don't know, his, you know, emotions. Right. Yeah. Or his commitments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little, I'm not a fan of Chris where you're like another temptation. Like, so any woman who walks in the door is temptation. I mean, you can't just like have a conversation with a person and be a, a person of the opposite sex and it's. I mean, no. just because she comes up to him, it's tempting. 
well, it's obvious that it's 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 played out as a temptation. I'm, I'm just talking about the situation here. Is you, know, mm-hmm. you, you can tell he's attracted to her and stuff, so it's a temptation. That's what I mean. Right. I don't think I'm, it's any woman. I think it's this particular woman where mm-hmm. they you know have this you know eye exchange right. and this flirtation piece. But I agree with Chris originally with what he just said. These five minutes overwhelmed me mm-hmm. with how much was packed into them, and I felt like when you're looking at like the development of a story. I agree. I felt like, wait, these five minutes should be before he and Laura get back, in my opinion. I feel like it's kind I don't of agree. jammed hmm. in there. I, 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 I disagree. Don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Again, you know, and even Laura, you know, as they're going through the minutes together, like she sort of even, you know, recognizes that he has growing to do. And, you know, they talk about his CD and, you know, he even says like, and I don't know if he's trying to get a rise out of Laura, like later in the in the minutes where he's like, um, you know, who's the tape for? And she's like, he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's for a woman. No, you know? well, I'm glad you said woman, but he said girl. And yeah. I was going to ask if anyone else picked yeah. up on that. I was annoyed that he's like, oh, it's for a girl. I'm like, she's a woman. Like, I don't, I don't know if he deliberately does that. Like, I again, I think he's. This is a challenge. It's a challenge for him, like in his commitment to her. And I think as he realizes by the end of the minutes, he's like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't just find another woman or another thing and have my foot out the door like we've been talking about. Yeah. In the script, he's seems even more obsessed with uh, Caroline. He's like daydreaming about her and he's all like it's she's on his mind all the time. So. I don't know. It's I, 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 I think it was the right place for it. I think even though he's happy and back with Laura, he's still. I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't think it would have fit before they got back together. Do you think? Do you think then? Just because we, we've talked about this, like we don't, we still don't know why Laura and Rob broke up originally, <clears throat> because you know that happened before the movie started, and right. you know this could almost is this supposed to like mimic a like what happened before the movie started like this we, we maybe know this happens all the time yeah, rob yeah that, exactly maybe this is happening all the time <laughs> so maybe it's every just... woman who walks in the door is a temptation to rob mm. uh, is that just a credit to how many women actually visit the store <laughs> <laughs> but yeah maybe maybe that's it's just right. you know yeah like a hint at what yeah. his issues are yeah i don't know there's just something about it, it just it doesn't right in my brain mm. like it's a weird place to put this little yeah. story i mean i agree with you kathy that there's a lot in these minutes and yeah. it's overwhelming but i do feel like it fits i do i think it says a lot about rob mm. and uh, laura i mean mm, i don't know well so i guess you know just jumping ahead like if, you know uh, maybe we're gonna jump around a bit um mm. when when Rob does tell, he's he's making a mixtape mm-hmm. for her, and Rob tells Laura that he is. She doesn't say anything, and mm-hmm. that's odd to me that she's not like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know. Well, that's... he puts in there that it's for the reporter who's doing a who's interviewing art him. interviewing him. He's so on, yeah. it's not like right. it's just for some girl who came in the record store. Okay. So maybe you know. It's professional. Well, I mean, 
maybe she's like, yeah, it's professional. I'm not, I'm going to be okay with that right. because if this is for an interview, that's very different than just some right. woman who walks in the door, right. record store door or whatever. But so I, yeah, I know when you had said, Dave, is he like testing her or like, what's she going to, how's she going to react to this? And, uh, well, I don't know if it was, yeah, testing, but I, I, I would have expected some sort of reaction based on Rob's history. Cause we do know that he has cheated on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore we're introducing another woman into the story, even at this late time period, I would have expected her to turn around and like, say something like he does pause and he like stares waiting for Laura to do something. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I don't, testing but i don't know if he was just waiting for a reaction maybe he's testing himself by saying it out loud like whoa how does that sound maybe you know Mm -hmm. like always realizing what how it sounds oh right like you know that's maybe not something i should be doing or or this like yeah i don't know but so i don't know maybe she's i mean we also at that point i'm trying to the sequence um when he tells her, is it is it already established that they have yeah the show is going to happen and stuff? So maybe maybe to her this is a totally fine thing to be doing. It's 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 um, Part of the promo. marketing promo. Yeah. So to her it's yeah. just like oh okay yeah that makes sense. He's DJing, putting songs together, you know for this article. Okay. So yeah, I maybe I feel like that's yeah yeah so. All right. Well, yeah. Obviously, we jumped around a fair amount there. Um, the let me uh, Carolyn Fortis, the yeah. actress or the character, the actress playing Carolyn is Natasha Gregson Wagner. Okay. Uh, she's the daughter of Natalie Wood. Oh. And Robert oh. Wagner. Oh. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. And not not Robert Wagner. He Robert Wagner adopted her later. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, but uh, so yeah, she. Uh, I, you know, looking through, you know, what else has she done? Um, she seemed so familiar to me, or maybe just the way she was acting seemed familiar to me from a million other movies. Hamber from uh, Clueless. And, that's, uh, and I think it's just the hair and the clothes she's wearing. Right. Oh. Yeah, she's been in, obviously, a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, some TV, some movies, uh, Two Girls and a Guy with Charlie Sheen. And uh, that's the only thing that... Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one, but oh. I'm like, oh, I know Is that, that a movie one. or a show? Movie. It was a movie. Two Girls TV and a show. Show. Well, you just said it was a movie. Two Girls and a Guy was a was a movie, yeah. Oh, oh I thought it was a show. Oh, that's Two Girls and a Guy at a Pizza Place. At a Pizza Place, and yeah. that's different people. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's okay. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Um, anyway, so uh, another interesting thing about... Uh, I do love her outfit, though. I think it's adorable. <laughs> and her hair. <laughs> well, that's... I'll take that. So I get it. I get why he's like, oh... I'm like, yeah, she's cute. <laughs> she's, got, she's got proper length bangs, so that's a... Well... Uh, another tidbit uh, she ended up um, uh, during this making the movie uh, she started dating the screenwriter and co-producer D.V. still every time I talk to say his name I can't pronounce it DeVentius and they started dating they got married in 2003 and divorced in 2008 no divorced in 2008 divorced in 2008 um but oh, wow. so that's kind of neat that she, yeah, I guess met her hubby here. Yeah. Um. So that's all I've got on Carolyn Fortis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do we 
uh, do you know what T-shirt Barry's wearing? It looks it's, like cars and stuff. Yeah, on it's it. cars. So it, it's uh, it's more. Yeah, it's like um, uh, hot rods or whatever. It's another like you know iron on. Oh, okay. <laughs> like uh, similar to the uh, uh, God. What was he wearing near the beginning of the the beginning of the movie? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was another. No, it's just another kind of seventies. Oh, okay. Iron on. Not like vintage. From, yeah, cars. cars. Vintage. Yeah. Hot Wheels. Hot. <laughs> it's interesting you asked though. So. These five minutes, like, uh, you can tell production is winding down on the movie. Well, a lot of dupe t-shirts. <laughs> everything's, like, duplicated. There's a... Uh, the, decibel the, pig t-shirt. pig t-shirt, decibel, yeah. There's yeah. there's all sorts of repeat yeah. stuff going on, so... Um, Made your job easy, Chris. It is, yeah. I'm like, oh, did that one already, did that one already. A lot of music in this one, so that's fun. Yeah. Isn't that just showing, though, too, that, like, they rewear their clothes? Like yeah, regular humans? humans. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, we could go back and compare, like, his hairstyle when he was wearing the pig T-shirt in the other minutes. Is his hair the same or different? That might, you know, oh, be, like, all the same feel day. the same day or... I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think so. <laughs> so... Oh, oh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Kath. No, I was just going to say, so, you know, there's the Caroline scene, and he then he ends up talking to Laura, and then I just felt, again, feeling overwhelmed with these five minutes. Then all of a sudden... It shifts, the, the scene shifts, and that's when he sees the the sign, the poster, right, right. about featuring him being the DJ. Right, the and triumphant return of yes, DJ Rob. Yeah, I just felt again like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm trying to still process this interaction with Caroline, and then all of a sudden there's this, and I and I didn't understand why he was so upset or mad. Well, I guess I kind of get it. I mean, if I was doing something and then someone signed me up to do something that I had no idea I was going to do and it's public oh, and right. it's this I'd be like uh, what, are you yeah, doing? what are you doing I mean it was yeah. all in you know with him in mind but I don't I don't want to be signed up for something that I didn't agree to um, it didn't tell you dear I uh, signed you up to do a talk on journalism uh, <laughs> right. next weekend how do you feel about that I would that, say Kathy? where <laughs> I would say where yeah. alright well you're the <laughs> The extrovert of... <laughs> I mean, I think but for... But no, I understand what you're saying now, Candace. Like, for him, yeah. this was the leap. Like, right, he was... Right. He, he has scared? never produced anything, and, like, he, yeah, he, like, talks to Justin and, um... Who's Vince. the other one? Vince. Vince. I see, and, I couldn't know, remember Justin. your record, and he, and he sort of makes, like, the spur-of-the-moment thing, and, you know, now I think it's getting closer to reality, and, you know, now it's... Yeah. Now he's involved, right? And Laura even tells him this, like, you know... You're making something. You're putting something out. Creating. You're creating, and then you know. And she's like, once someone buys one, you have put something out into the world yourself, and you know, you're the professional critic. You know the, right. You know, and so which is you, exciting, but it seems like he's super fear based. Oh, absolutely. I well, sure. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Well, it's interesting you know. when he go when he sees the poster for the first time, and he walks into the record store. You know, he's ripped it down. He, you know, walks up to Dick and Barry, and and there's a customer at the desk and he's like what the yeah. f is this i'm like well shit, that's not very professional um <laughs> I, but they knew about it before he did yeah. like, they, oh, they helped they yeah. yeah like oh yeah. so they've been <laughs> chatting with laura yeah in the in the book they're all part of it they helped make the it. posters and they helped actually get the single ready and like you know stickers and labels and all that stuff and so they yeah laura was laura was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes to help rob out that he wasn't aware of yeah, so they tell him to, like, go talk to your woman. Yeah. And so then, you know, the next scene, he goes in with Laura. 
Yep. And she's, I don't know, doing law stuff at the coffee table. Um, yeah. But how do we feel about the poster before we get oh. started in this discussion? How do you feel about the poster? The kinky wizards. The, the of it? Yeah. The kinky wizards with, you know, being born out of the. I don't... What do you think, Dave? Because you have a graphic yeah. design yeah. background. I mean, I thought it was, I, I think it's actually quite cool. Um, okay. I, I like it. I actually like that style. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't really put give much thought to it. Is it a is it a female form with a wizard hat or a male form with a wizard hat? It didn't look like low boobs. It looked more like high boobs. So <laughs> boobs. So so you were. So well, I was just right with them. I would say. Well, I sold my mom's wheelchair. So is yeah. that? Uh, is that a reference to? Like, yeah, I, so, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's a the, female form. It's I think. a female form. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah that's right. Sorry. And so, did the mom? <laughs> yeah. But is it? Is the logo for the Kinky Wizards, or is it the logo for the song? No, we see the album. We're going to see the album cover later, oh. or the single cover later, so it's different. The single cover is different, which references Mom's Wheelchair. Okay, so, so that's yeah, the main logo, so because it has a wizard hat on. This. Yeah, so I think that logo is for the band. Okay. Okay. Please don't laugh. I mean, who who are the Kinky Wizards? Which one? Tyler the two boys. And Vince and Justin. Vince and Justin. Yeah, the young boys. Yes. Okay, all right, good. That's yeah. who I thought. And yeah. Then Rob would be the DJ, and then Barry says he's going to be part of the band. Well, no, well, we don't find Laura that. Laura tells yeah. them. So, so now we we're up. back up. You know, Laura is doing her business stuff, and Rob jumps in and is like, "What are you thinking?" And right. well, and she, she says like, she had this idea when she was with Ian. Yeah. And made her annoyed that she wasn't still with Rob. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Right. I'm like, yeah. really? So I did not like that. That's not selling it for Rob either, right? Oh, great. Yeah. Right. Did she have to say that line, like, when I was with Ian? Couldn't she have said, oh, I had this idea a while ago? Yeah. yeah. Keep and, Ian says, out of it. Then, right. And does she only wish to be with Rob because she had this idea? Like, that's how I took it. I mean, maybe we could look at it as she was still thinking of Rob when she was with Ian. True. So I guess yeah. you could yeah. look at it that way. But I don't think she needed to say that no and she, she was annoyed she wasn't still with him oh great well she tried to turn it into a joke right she's like maybe that's why she came back i don't just, think it was a funny this. joke i don't think i, I <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> funny so just i guess trying to like just following the minutes right, right. So during this so when she tells him uh you know not only is this you know the record release party's happening right. and she's signed him up to dj again uh but Barry's band is going to be playing. Right. <laughs> He's like, <Yeah. laughs> he freaks out Barry, and then he does, you know, his his Barry imitation or his Jack oh, yeah. Black imitation. It's so awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. That was a, that's great. Again, I would still. I just want the movie to be all Jack oh. Jack Black references and Jack Black jokes. <laughs> but I thought I did think I I thought her smile at the end of it was genuine like i couldn't tell if she was like kind of laughing at him like in a like like real way and like not scripted necessarily but it hurt i thought her smile right at the end yeah. of the scene was real Very and natural. genuine it didn't feel like she was laughing at him i i liked that smile it felt yeah real she seems very happy yeah mm -hmm. like she was kind of chuckling at him but in a kind way um yeah i agree yeah. i felt like it seemed very natural and she totally knows him yeah um, I do say, I have to say, I can't believe, again, I'm the one bringing up her hair. Um, 
when it, the first one of the first shots, it's like you see from behind. I was like, oh, it's kind of cute. It's all up in a messy like bun kind of thing. And then from the side, I was like, oh, maybe she like did away with her bangs or like swept them to the side. But then you get the front shot, and I'm like, oh, there are the bangs again. But I don't know if I'm used to that now or if I'm yeah. I bang. I feel Just like a little detail. It's yeah. I'm not a fan of her hair up and the bun, and I don't know. I don't know. She's yeah. Anyway, I do like her tank top in that scene. I think it's cute. But yeah, too. Yeah. And so then, then, what song is playing when they flash back to the not flash when they switch back switch to the record store? Uh, which time? So we so he's right been... after the scene. With oh, Laura now he's talking to, to Barry. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's, trying to talk yeah. Barry. he's trying to he's trying vehemently to get Barry not to play at the show. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that song's Everybody's Gonna Be Happy by the Kinks from Kinda Kinks, 1965. The Kinks. The Kinks. I don't know if that's supposed to be some, you know, subtle tie-in to the Kinky Wizards, which obviously, you know, is silly, but it's a right. fun song. Right, um, right. It's a, that's a, this is actually like, the, this, I don't know, I probably missed some songs, because there's a, there's a ton in these five minutes. There's, when he first came into the record shop and was yelling at, Barry when he had the poster. Oh yeah. In front of the customer, yep. they were playing the Anti Circle by the Roots. The uh, Roots, like the Roots. Roots. The roots it was from their first, uh, from their debut album in 1993, uh, called Organics, uh-huh. um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, then there's this one. Everyone's gonna be happy. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I'm caught up. You're caught up. Caught up okay. my songs. There's like five or anything. six songs in these five minutes. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you so? So he's trying to talk Barry out of yeah playing. Uh, which is fun, right? I'll give yeah. you 10% of the door. 110 <laughs> of the gross. <laughs> Why does he not want him to play? Because he thinks he's going to be horrible? Is that really the yeah. reason? Yeah. I think yeah. Everything's led him to believe that this is going to be a disaster. Right, disaster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the band Sonic Death Monkey is, in the book, it's kind of funny because uh, it's the same band name, but they they go on more about the band, and he's like, he's like you know, uh, you know, Barrier... You're in your 30s or something, and you're in a band called Sonic Death Monkey. Come on, you know what would your parents think? You know, there's like <laughs> yeah. they kind of go back and forth about the band name quite a bit. Um, yeah, in the script, it, it, he said their band used to be called Barry Town. Barry Town. But the, the other members were a little over the Barry Barry Town vibe or something. So oh, that's funny. Yeah, Barry Town. So they came up with Sonic Death Monkey. <laughs> it goes from Barry Town to Sonic Death Monkey. Bit of a leap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he's obviously very proud of their music. Mm. And he's very confident in himself and ready to perform with Rob. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not giving up that gig. Is this going to be his first live gig, do you think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah with, he's with his new gunslinging band. Right. <laughs> Hip gunslinger. Yeah. He looks very cool in his shirt. I like that shirt. Barry? Yeah. Yeah. It's buttoned down. It's not a... Mm. I don't know, T-shirt. Yeah, it's a little fancy for him. Yeah, it's like a. He's growing up a little man. bit. It's like an old man shirt, like a George Costanza. Like a, like, like a, almost like a bowling shirt. If you've yeah. ever seen the movie Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield, um, he he invents this look that takes off. It's called the regular guy look, <laughs> and this would be a piece of the regular guy look. Regular guy. Seinfeld. 
No, I know. I th- also, but... this if we go in Seinfeld, this would be something I think Kramer would wear. Oh, Kramer, oh, totally. not George Costanza. I would love Frank. No, Costanza. not George. I was thinking the old yeah, his dad. Frank, That's yeah. sorry. Yeah, oh, not yeah. George. I was thinking the dad, but yeah, or Kramer. I could... But doesn't Kramer like totally get into Frank's clothing? Wasn't isn't there an episode like in that where he wants <laughs> yeah, to wear all of Frank's is, stuff? Yeah, and... Anyway, <laughs> Seinfeld minute. Yes. Uh, okay, so what? So. Yeah, so then he goes out to talk to Vic. Is <laughs> yeah, so it Vince or... He's talking to Justin. Justin. Oh, I couldn't remember. So now he's trying to convince Justin not to come to the record reasons. Right. Party. I thought Justin was very mature. <laughs> yeah. With, yes, like, I do too. Yeah, he said, yeah. that sounds kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? Right. Um, although you can sense, too, like, some of his, like, well, now you and your girlfriend are throwing a party because we made a record together. And, like, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of like, what, do you, what is this anyway? Right, right. <laughs> now you don't want me to come. Um, I get distracted. Does distract- color his hair? No, it was always the, the red yeah. or the oh, purple. It just seems more Magenta. like, like he- no, the other one has like it's like the spotted, yeah, like the brown oh, spotted the thing. Okay, yeah. I got a little distracted, you know, was, you know watching the scene and stuff by all the skateboarders. Yes, there's like a like a line of skateboarders that keep jumping behind. I noticed <laughs> that too, and I was like, was it? I just yeah, it was kind of funny. And the burnt car, I'm like, would a burnt car just kind of sit oh, there? I, I feel I like it was car. like just like an old. It looked burnt. It looked black, and then, I mean. I don't know. Where are you going to find, like... Was it up on blocks and stuff? It just seemed kind of... <laughs> it seemed kind of staged, kind of set, like, not very... Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. All right, so what's next? So that's kind of stupid, Justin says. Yeah. And then we cut... Now we cut to... Yeah, it's, we're all over the place. Yeah, so now we're it cuts to, to Laura, the- Laura and Rob. Another... It's not the same day, I don't think. No, this is when she's talking about... Yeah, she has a different top on and... Um, this is where you're talking about making stuff. something and putting it into the world. Yes. Yeah, yeah. putting it into the world, yes. You're professional. I have, to, I, 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 have, I have to wonder about the... So Rob has like this massive collection, right, yeah. of records. And he did the great reorganization. I want to know what these records are that are on the shelf that are behind him. Like, are those like his daily like records that he pulls out and he just puts them there? Ones he's bringing home from work? Like... How come mm. those aren't in the collection? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was trying to figure out where this is. This in the kitchen? This is in like I, the living room kitchen. I yeah. Get a, I can't get a good floor plan. <laughs> or, no, it's into their bedroom. Going into oh, their, in their bedroom. bedroom in the kitchen, though. I think. I don't, oh no. I would think okay, it's probably. Anyway, yeah, I'm actually. He's probably. I do he, love the retro stuff they have in the house, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, it made me think of um, the. <clears throat> excuse me. The harmonica tester how that felt very vintage and retro and then some mm. of the stuff on their shelves gave me the same vibe so it did make me wonder yeah. like oh was that a gift from laura back to what we had said yeah. i think yeah chris right. had said that and yep. it did i mean and we shouldn't necessarily assume it's laura it could be rob he could have some vintage taste but uh yeah i did made me think about the harmonica tester and I get me distracted by the records. Oh. Sorry, but but no, I think I'm, I guess Dave. But my answer would be those are probably like, uh, you know, stuff he uh, that got shipped to work, and now he wants to listen to him at home, like to you know give him give him a spin. Um, it could be just stuff he's pulled off the shelves because he's 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 just listening to stuff, right? I've got. But yeah, that's I'm wondering if that's like his spot when he pulls a record out and he listens to it. He just just puts it there and then. 
you know. That's so much. So many uh, records. Like, can you have yeah. too many? I mean, no. really? No, no, no. Don't ask that. I don't know what. <laughs> I know it just feels like a lot. Like, but I guess that's his passion. Yeah. I know. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> If anyone was in the same room, Chris is like, <laughs> all right, all right, let's cut that out. Cause I didn't mean that at all. Um, uh. yeah, but I thought what she said, I, you know, I thought what she said about him was so kind and thoughtful and, mm. and I don't know. I really liked it. It just, um, I felt like it was like. Yeah, she was, it was a perfect like summary of who he is, but also yeah. like now she sees where he could go in his life. Like right. this is, you know, she doesn't yeah. say it, but I think I think it like this is just the beginning. Like Rob could be a fantastic record producer, right? He's right. He, he knows his music so well, and mm-hmm. um, that this this could be his trajectory. Yeah. A professional appreciator. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. She Instead got, of a rec- definitely... music snob. She turned the corner. I mean, she definitely, her attitude at the beginning of the movie versus when she gets back together with Rob, I think, completely changes. Like, she becomes almost like a different person where she's she's happy, she's confident and, you know, talking to Rob about these ideas and maybe before she wasn't. And, you know, she just seemed very sad at the beginning. And now she, she does. She seems very happy to be with Rob and, you know, enjoy their life together and you know, she's she's enjoying doing this for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get out there and do these things. Like, you know, yeah, you the critic. I'm not a super fan, though, of her doing all of this without him knowing, though. I feel like that's a little... Yeah, yeah I think well, yeah, pushing I and helping your partner grow is one thing, but setting something up that they don't know about, it feels a little controlling to me and a little... I don't love it. Hmm. Um, but I know what you're saying, Dave. I mean, she does feel he... happy for him and is seeing mm. what he's capable of. Um, but she's almost, to me, pushing him in a direction maybe just because that's what she thinks he should be doing and making the decision for him. But mm. I don't know. True. I, I So I do agree with that. I wouldn't want to be forced to do something. I, I You know, if Kathy did that, like, I would, I would be mad. But... She knows she knows Rob better than we do in that sense, and maybe she knows that he needs that push. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe at the end of the day, she she you know pushes him to do this, and he fails. And you know, she's like, "That's okay. Like you tried it. At least you did something." Yeah. And I don't know. I just I looked at it as a good thing, like not necessarily a bad thing. Right. But no. you wouldn't want me to. Do but that I wouldn't want you to do it to me. <laughs> okay, just for the record. He does. He so does. Don't come to my spin party. <laughs> <laughs> he does acknowledge um, in, in the book. He acknowledges that you know he he recognizes that Laura did all this out of love, and uh, and I like, believe that she does too. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I think there should have been some. Um, t- it's not like planning a surprise party for someone. Right. It's mm-hmm. planning a surprise. And you're the. Entertainment. And you're the end. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just feels, you know, she talked to Dick and Barry. I mean, they did all this stuff behind his back, like, kind of. And I don't know. It would be like, let's say I didn't have a job. And Kathy went out and got me a job. Like, did all the interviewing for me. And by the way, you're starting your new job on Monday. <laughs> a little bit. I'll be like, what? what? <laughs> oh, what okay. About? Even though it's going to be a great one and you're really going to love it. 
All yeah. the people are super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but then don't we, so we transition to him being on the phone with Caroline, right? And holy, it feels is... so intimate to me. Like just the way he's talking, like the tone of his voice and. Oh yeah. They're... I'm like, oh, well, I just. On, on top of that, the, the tone and the, it's. He's using all of Laura's oh, well, that words too, yes. as his own. Yeah. He's like flirting with this woman and trying to impress this other woman using the words of his girlfriend. It's gross. Yeah. Oh, and that shows, yeah, I guess, is. where his confidence is still. Like he is not able to come up with those words himself to describe himself. And I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I just, yeah, I wasn't impressed with yeah. this. My, my note was ew. Ew. Ooh, David. Yeah, maybe uncomfortable to watch. You're just like, like, oh God, he's totally like, where's he? Where's this going? Is he gonna end up hooking up with her? And this is yeah. We're making an assumption she wants to hook up with him, and just because she's flirting, that does not mean that she's interested at all. Right, <laughs> I mean, yeah. She just want, maybe wants the story. Oh, okay, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's uh, that sounds icky too, but you know, I don't know, but. But I, I think the same thing that Chris was thinking, like, watching this. I was like, oh, God, like, I can't remember where this goes, but there's only probably 10 minutes left. Yes. Well, why are we, again, having this speed bump? But, again, I understand what Dave and Candace are saying, that this is, like, a final sort of test challenge, like, lesson. Yeah, I don't know. I just... It... You, could see, you could see a different version of this movie where he ends up with Caroline. Could you? No. Um, she's not interested. No. She doesn't want an old man no. like him. <laughs> Jeez, wow. <laughs> well, I just meant, I mean, just, you know, they're like, I think they have, they have a lot of stuff in common that I don't, you know, mm -hmm. as far as music appreciation, right? She's a music writer. He's a, you know, like, like oh, you could see someone yeah. taking the movie in that direction. like. I guess. And then I realized this is what I've been looking for all along. The end. I think I would have been super annoyed <laughs> if that's what happened. Like, you put us through all of this with Laura and you end up with Caroline? Uh, the right. Caroline that we met 10 minutes before the movie ends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's again why I think it's, and maybe that's why in my head I've got that mapped out. Like, well, we can't meet Caroline yeah. this late in the film if they end up together. Oh, wait, they don't end up together. So. Right. Yeah, and I don't know that, I'm not sure if I could go back to when I first saw it, did I think that they might end up together? I don't know what I thought watching them together. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I necessarily thought they were going to end up together. I think it was really just oh, like, oh, Rob, just just stop, just stop. Definitely just, just stop. be yeah. interviewed and appreciate that for what it is. And, yeah. you know, if you read her column, be happy that you're going to be in that column because you think she does good stuff. Right. That, just yeah. leave it at that. Yep. The music, but, the music that's playing during the, the call, mm. uh, just a is home homespin rerun by the High Llamas. Um, okay. I don't know. I can't tell if if we're listening to the music or they are listening to the music, and if it's them, who's playing it? Is it Rob or Caroline? Couldn't, well, he's couldn't in quite the, tell. He's in the store. Yep. Oh, so you think it's playing in the store, and that's what we're hearing? I think it's playing in the store. Okay. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. You think it's diegetic in this case? Oh, the fancy words. The fancy words? I know. Uh, sorry. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she says... my memory. Yeah, what does so that mean again? The, the, the music... It means the music that the we characters hear. hear. Yeah, the music the characters are hearing, we're hearing. Right. 
diegetic. It's not like just stuff we hear. Right. We, yeah. It's not right. the... Like, like the soundtrack. What's that? When you say that, it makes me think of Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. I don't know why. <laughs> it makes me think of the Dianoga from Star Wars. This trash, <laughs> trash compactor monster. It makes mm. me shut down and no. <laughs> I just watched Candace's eyes glaze over. It was amazing. So, the, just so I guess staying on the phone call, right? So, yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously they they were flirting because she's like, oh, I guess we should get back to the interview, right? Right. So they right. were they were totally off topic, um, and uh, she asked about the kinky wizards. It's like, oh, I can send it over to you. Uh, Can I go back real quick? So if they were off topic, though, I mean, he was describing himself. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like, I don't know, that feels like it should be in that interview. Oh, maybe I'm getting my sequence. But no, 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 I think, no, you're not. But it just made me pause and think like, well, I feel like that could be part of the interview. But she's like, well, let's get, she does say, let's get back to it. So, but it just, yeah, maybe it was just getting very familiar and. Yeah, they're getting awfully cozy. yeah. 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 So then she. Yeah, he offers to, he's going to send the Kinky Wizard single over to her, but yes. then, then she asks. Which makes me pause, yeah. too. Like, has anyone else heard that single? Is he, I guess he's allowed to, like, share it, but. Sure. Yeah. But isn't, like, the release party the first time anyone's going to hear it? So should she, but I guess people, yeah, journalists hear stuff ahead of time, probably. Yeah, so you are reviewer. Critic, so she would, you should get an advanced copy. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like when movies go out. And... Right, right. All right. Yeah. Okay. And you're right. That's that. That's when it gets to. She's like, "Oh, let's get back to it," because you know she's like, "Oh, I look forward to hearing that." And he's like, "I look forward to sending it to you." So, so let's get back to the interview. Tell me what your all-time top five. Desert Island songs are. Or did she say Desert Island? No, she doesn't say Desert no, Island. Just, yeah. Top five records. Top five, top five records. favorite records. Yeah, yeah. And so Candace and I were having a conversation about this offline, about, well, top five favorite records. Well, isn't that... I always thought records was you know, an album. Was an album, not a song. Yeah. And I always got it confused when, I mean, I'm you know 40-something years old, and I've watched how many Grammy awards. They always give out an award for the... The record of the year and the song of the year. And album of the year. And album of the year. And record of the year and song of the year are usually the same thing. I'm like, well, why are they giving out? Right. What? So I had to look it up. And so for those who don't know, maybe I'm the only one. No, I didn't know either. So there's at least two of us. Right. So the record of the year is for a song and the award goes to the performer and the producers, everybody who's involved in creating the song as record of the year. Song of the year goes to the songwriter so yes. so uh, that's the difference that's the difference so it's possible that the 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 record of the year and the song of the year could be different right and that the performer of the song doesn't get a grammy but the songwriter does right because awards are important that would suck <laughs> that would suck so yeah, so because I think probably when I saw this movie, I thought record of the year or rec- top five records would be your right. top five albums. Right. And mm-hmm. I was wrong. You were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's talking about his top five favorite songs. Top five favorite songs, which yeah. yeah. And your club or at home. Right. In the bedroom. In the bathroom. 
I'm in the shower, I guess I should say. Gross. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet or no, no. brushing my teeth? <laughs> um, yeah, so then he's going to make her a tape. Well, let me make a tape for you. Or, let me make and you a tape. Like, oh, oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Was not impressed. So again, in the t- in the timeline, yeah, right. This still even him now. He's now he's talking to us, yeah, right. Switches again. Kathy's like Kathy said. This, these minutes are overwhelming. There's yeah. so much going on. But yeah. I think part but part of it again for me feeling overwhelmed is this scene doesn't feel like it fits here either. Rob talking about the what goes into making a mixtape. That feels like a very, you know, first 15 minutes of the movie, right? This is, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, I could see that part, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I agree with that. But he doesn't talk about making a mixtape at all. And I mean, like, he's, I mean, this is the, uh, do we talk about mixtapes at all in the before this moment in the movie? I don't know if we have. I feel like we have. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you can't have the same yeah. artists, and there's, he, in the book, Mixtapes get discussed quite a bit because he mocks a mixtape that Laura has. And oh yeah, so I was going to ask: Is there more discussion later in the movie in, uh, about making a mixtape? I don't know. I've never seen it. Because oh. <laughs> I feel like there was more too. So, but go ahead. I sorry. think there might be. There might, there be? might be. Okay, there might Maybe. be. All right. I'm not so quite sure though. Maybe. So yeah, he starts. Yeah. So I don't. So one thing that bugged me, I don't know if you guys know what what song did he put in. He puts a CD in the player and he starts playing it, and you can hear it playing over his headset. But I can't—I couldn't figure it out. You couldn't figure it out. Well, if you couldn't figure it out, the rest of us couldn't. Yeah. Well, I have. We to... all tried. You know, we did. Thank you all for trying. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't figure it out, Chris. I couldn't. Oh. So maybe we'll ask the listeners to help out so you can figure out what that song is. Yeah. Well, I do think when he says it's—it's um, it's tricky because you're. What do you? Using someone else's poetry to s- express how you feel—that was just very poetic in itself. I thought. I I agree. I never had thought of that. Like I guess I never put that into words. Oh yeah, that that's what you do when you share a song, a mixtape. Yeah. That's what you're doing. It yeah. is interesting because I think everyone could like. I think two people could listen to the same song, and maybe have completely different interpretations of it. Which oh, I guess. Oh yes. I guess that's kind of poetry too, right? I mean, it's too. What do you laugh? Chris is like laughing at me. Well, you, right you just made me think of something, which is a very personal story. But I, I played a song for a girl I dated <laughs> once. I'm like, oh, this song is amazing. You have to listen to this song, and she listened to it and got all upset because there's a lyric in it about like it's the song is really about how awesome it would be if I broke up with you. <laughs> and <laughs> and I. It was. It was lyrically. It wasn't what I was. It was the the emotion and the and the music and everything that I was excited about. <laughs> and she just heard the lyrics and she's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, so yes, that so could, yes, that yes. Could, uh, um, I did end up breaking up with her, but uh, anyway, <laughs> different story. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I guess, but you know, yeah. Making a mixtape does feel personal. Mm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of ever made. If I, Dave, did I ever make you a mixtape? Aww. Um, I don't know if you've ever made me a mixtape. I think we've shared mixtapes. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Oh. Made you a mixtape once. You did? Well, it was a CD. Oh, a CD? Did you yeah, just ask me to did... give an impact? <laughs> wow, Kathy. <laughs> so the, the correct answer to that is I know I love it. Yeah. 
I didn't make you one? Nope. Oh, boy. Oh. So, I think, didn't we all, and I'm not sure if this would count, you, Chris, had done this thing. It was like oh. making... Um, mixtape battles? Yeah, mixtape battles. So, we yeah. all made oh, right. mixtapes kind of for each other. Yeah. I had to do mine twice because I didn't understand how to do it. But uh, what was the premise behind it? <laughs> the premise behind it, yeah, it's a, it was like a p- playlist battle or something. Playlist. You make a, you make a playlist for someone. Uh, yeah. And see if they, uh, yeah, what was it? To see if they, you, you make it, you're making it for them. Songs that you like that you think that person will like. Right. And then, yeah. and then they have to Recipro- make one, yeah. Yeah, reciprocate, make one for you. And so. Um, but like, so, yeah. But yeah, it was weird. It was fun, though. It was fun. It was definitely challenging. Yeah. Uh, I think I only got one from Chris, though. Well, yeah, Chris initiated it. I initiated the battle, yeah. I didn't... It wasn't my game. I wasn't going to... If there's any listeners out there that want to play the game with me, please let me know on the Facebook Listener Lounge. I would love to have a playlist battle with our listeners. I would not like to do that, so don't do that with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's too hard. It was... I thought it was really hard. It was fun. Yeah, um, but all right. Well, what else here we got? Um, so he's making the mixtape. Uh, when is this going to stop? Yes, I love that. It makes me think of him in Better Off Dead. I'm not sure when. <laughs> I feel like in the burger joint when he's all like crazy, like getting all the burgers, like <laughs> yeah. trying to when the burger comes, he's like the mad scientist. <laughs> and I don't know why that just totally brought me back to Better Off Dead, and I loved that. But even though I was like, well, what does he mean? I think this is him. Is a name acknowledging? Yeah, it is, but it, 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 I couldn't quite tell if that's what it was. Yeah, he realizes what he's doing. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm making a mixtape for a girl, a, a for woman, a girl, a woman yeah. that I'm, I, I have some kind of, I don't know, he's interested in. But I'm with yeah. someone else. Yep. Yeah. Not cool. Did you guys like that moment? I liked it. I did. I love any kind of John Cusack yelling moment, um, and I think it generally because it makes me think of better off. <laughs> <laughs> out a little bit though why because he does has periodic ones of these throughout the movie when he freaks out and i don't know if he always grows from that moment mm. yeah just saying i think he was just frustrated who he what? or is kathy who's frustrated no i said i think he was just frustrated oh. in that moment oh, yeah okay. yeah all right yeah he really yeah and yeah he has realized what am i doing when when am i going to Stop doing this. I should be making this mixtape for Laura. Save it. I'm just saying. That's maybe why he's having that moment of like, what am I doing? So do you think, does he he continue making the tape though? He pulls it out. The tape out? Yeah. So, yeah. But do you think he still makes the... (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Pulls the tape out. Um, Laura kind of interrupts, right? He says, has this moment. And Laura, (laughs) I'm just going to keep talking while Candace gets through her giggles. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. She's like, you know, what's going to stop? And then, and then we, he gets to his kind of little confessional moment that we, we now we've kind of talked about this part already. We jump, we were jumping around, right, and, right. Um, the scene in the kitchen. Um, yeah, I thought she pulled out broccoli from her grocery bag, but I think it's like <laughs> red lettuce or something. I think it was yeah, red lettuce. Yeah, because at first I was like broccoli. Huh. I did think it was broccoli too. Uh, you don't like broccoli? I love broccoli. I I Top do broccoli. But I just was surprised that I didn't notice. It's that definitely that Laura was buying and not Rob. I don't see Rob buying broccoli. He's buying yoo-hoo's and yoo-hoo and ding-dongs. That's what Rob's buying. 
<laughs> then he needs Laura in his life. Killing me softly with ding dongs. <laughs> I do think he had that aha moment right at the end. When he's scene. when he's talking to us. Yes, yes, because he's he's questioning himself. Well, yeah, he's like my I jump from rock to rock, and right. I realize now more than anything that I uh, have been an idiot. I've right. been a dummy. Mm-hmm. It will be in the next five minutes will be interesting. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, in the script, he's very realizing um, that maybe his issue is, he's like, oh, you know, when you're younger, you're always imagining, you know, this person's going to walk through the door and it's going to be like this perfect person for you. And, and you know, and he's realizing, you know, he's already had his firsts and his seconds with Laura and, and there's not going to be another first mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Laura's it. And, you know, he needs to be okay with that and um yeah i mean i guess you all kind of everyone maybe goes through that a little bit like when you realize okay but yeah at some point yeah you have to well there's going to be lots of firsts just different firsts different firsts yeah Um, first podcast that we did together first (laughs) (laughs) um no i agree i sometimes get annoyed when someone says that like oh gosh they're you know the first or whatever right no i agree it's but i think to make some human i think we all have those moments i do think i mean and but maybe he's acted on them more than he should have and not realized you know Mm -hmm. there's all these other great things you know but when he says he's been thinking with his guts since he was 14 is that what he meant Mm -hmm. Of his other parts? Yeah. Or is he talking about a specific part? <laughs> um, his penis. His penis. <laughs> his meat and two veg. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah, I don't think... Thinking with Just your gut... Noise. I think if you were thinking with your gut, I don't think he'd be having as much of an issue, really. I think, you know, your gut is what tells you... Yeah. What, you're, what you should be doing. What you should be doing. Yeah. Listen to your yeah. gut. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't think he's listening to his gut. He's listening to his penis. Yes. Listen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come on, Rob. And, and, the, and the undeveloped, immature parts of his brain. Mm. Right, which is connected to his penis. Correct. <laughs> that, that, I believe that's the definition of a penis. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Um, and I guess that's where we end. That <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on these uh, chock-a-block five minutes? It was a lot. Was a I lot. agree, Kathy. Yeah. It was a lot. And yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't think I have any more thoughts. Yeah. No, I don't either. Because I, I also thought, segueing into our top five this week, that was a lot too. Trying to. To I agree. I what is it, Candace, that we're doing this week for our well, top five? Based on these minutes, our top five records. Mm. Yes, records. Right? Oh. This was hard. Not albums. Your top five songs. Songs. Top five desert island song. Okay. Right. You know, I guess or yes. deserted island. What one deserted? Remember we talked <laughs> yeah. about was that in the uh, wait, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Deserted island. Desert island. Um. Yeah. It would so suck if it was desert island. What? That it would stink if it was a desert island. There'd be nothing there, just sand. But isn't that a... Deserted means that there would be no people. Yeah, but it could be lush and jungly. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd want to be you'd want to be trapped on a deserted island. You wouldn't want to be trapped on a desert island. Well, if there was like one or two trees, I think I'd be fine if it was a desert island as long as it had a little bit of shade. I don't think I I'm don't, all about I the sun. The point a desert island would have no trees. It would have cactus. Yeah, but don't people say desert island, not deserted island? They do, yeah. yes. I'm yeah. just being funny. Oh god. Yeah. So so yeah, this was this this task was monumental and horrible to do. Yeah, uh, it was. I, 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 I judged myself on this task a lot, which I tried not to do. Oh, I didn't judge myself. I just like, well, how do I narrow down, mm. you know, a thousand songs to five? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. um, part of me is like, well, okay, then we're saying like if, if uh, all of my music was gone and all I, all I could keep in my hands were five, like, you know, f singles 45 records you know like oh just those five and treasure them and hold them and guard them and is that that's what i'm trying to do here this was really hard yeah it makes me think i might move two of my honorable mentions based on what you just said to the top five list because if i could only have oh well, i might i might adjust no. it that's what we're saying that's right? what we're saying yeah right and i was thinking too like okay so if i'm if i'm on this deserted island desert island um and i only had these five songs and they were playing over and over again would i you know what songs do i not get sick of or and when i hear the song does it give me like a feeling like of excitement um mm -hmm. that i just want to sing it or move to it hmm. yeah i'm feeling stressed out all over again because i think i forgot one oh yay who came up with this idea the movie. It was totally the movie. It's not our fault. Yes. Top five. Who wants to go first? <clears throat> Crickets. Uh, Crickets. Anyone? Uh, I'll say, say Kathy goes first. Oh, oh okay, I Kathy. All right. So, top five, not in any particular order. Again, very challenging. I have lots of honorable mentions. The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Mm, nice. Piano Man by Billy Joel. It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ um, <laughs> Easy Rock. Nice. And Night Moves by Bob Seger. That's a good list. There's nice. my list. Nice. Very good. Whew, that I'd, was my, my most stressful. I, I'd be trapped on that desert island with you. Oh. Yeah, it wouldn't be deserted because then there'd be two of you. Yes, right. So it'd have to be a desert. Then, Dave, to see if I'd want to be on your island too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to be on my desert island. Oh, sweetie. So yeah, I had a incredibly hard time. I actually, I actually couldn't narrow it down from ten. Okay. But I'll, but I'll give you what I feel are my top five. Okay. Um, so the first one would be the Postal Service, uh, such great heights. That's on my honorable mentions. Um, um, the Notorious B.I.G. with Hypnotize which was on one of my other lists. Mm. Uh, the Spinners, The Raban Man. <laughs> Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. Nice. And I think this one will come to uh, no one's surprise is Owl City Fireflies. Probably my all-time favorite song. Okay. And I would be on that desert island just for fireflies. Mm. Uh -huh. I love how you love it. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Candace. Okay. Um, 
I'm rethinking my list now um, based, again, on what Chris said, because I guess I hadn't really thought about it. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. This is kind of, I'm, I'm moving things around. Do it. Because based on what Chris said, if I can only have these five songs, then I have to move things around. I'm going to move some honorable mentions in. Okay. Okay. And swap it out. So cool. get ready. So get ready. Don't, don't. Do you want us to guess what the honorable I, mentions, what it, the ones that got moved in? You'll be able to guess one of them. Okay. All right. So um, I did have these in order before, but now they're not because of my switch. My uh, first song would be Jane, uh, Bare Naked Ladies. I, mm -hmm. Very hard for me to pick a Bare Naked Ladies song, but that's because they're my favorite. I love them so much. And I just love Jane. I love that song. Yep. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to go with um, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Wham. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think it would cheer me up if I was all by myself on a deserted desert island. Um, sorry, I'm taking a little time because, again, I'm trying to... Um, mm -hmm. So now I'm going to do... A kind of a sappy one, When You Say Nothing at All by Ronan Keating. Aww. That was Aww. Chris and my wedding song, yep. dance song, whatever, yeah. first dance. So I just like, well, yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, that would be a nice one to listen to all the time. Although it might make me sad all the time if I'm all by myself. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to do We Need a Little Christmas. By Johnny Mathis. <laughs> nice. I love Christmas songs. That's my all-time favorite Christmas song. So, um, and now I'm gonna go with uh, "Sovereign Light Cafe" by Keen, because Keen's one of my other very favorites. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's it. Dig it. Cool. I did yeah. think of a Christmas song, but I was like, mm, I don't know if I could crack the top ten. Yeah, I love Christmas, so mm. yeah. Okay, so Chris, you're next. Okay, yep, I hated this. This is really hard. I, I think, you know, Rob saying, well, top five, you know, in the club or at home, or like, I think that yep. makes a difference, <laughs> and it kind of depends on, you know, what mood are you in, right? Right, and, yeah. Um, right. So I was trying to think about what I said of, all right, if I, if I only got five songs out of all of my songs, you know, which ones would I hoard and like keep to myself and, yeah. um, and I don't know, ask me tomorrow. It might be a different set, but, but, uh, but so what I've got is, and this one's a, we're allowed to repeat, right? For this list, yeah. we were allowed to okay, repeat. So I have a repeat. Yes. It was, uh, cigarettes and coffee by Otis Redding. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Biko by Peter Gabriel. And that that in itself I agonized over as far as like I'm only gonna pick one Peter Gabriel mm -hmm. song to put on this list and and I realized that that song just had a lot of that was like a like a turning point in my life when I was a teenager when I first heard that song. I heard it live, mm -hmm. like it yeah, I'm like, Oh my god, what is that? and it just you know. So it's a big big influencer. Um I picked The End by the Beatles. Um mm -hmm. which I only recently came to realize that that was the last song that they ever did. Oh my God. And it's the last song on Abbey Road. And it's, and I'm like, I, I never, I only, 
I only recently learned that because I, I know that um, uh, Let It Be and all of that, the, I can't think of the album, Get Back, uh, that came out after Abbey Road that was all recorded before Abbey Road. So anyway, mm. the end, it's it's a great song, and this the but the all the weight that goes behind it is just is uh is amazing um uh, next one was no sign of yesterday by men at work um mm. which is i just i but that one's on my list because i just has a connection uh to me and my my dad um, so yeah. uh and then the last one is time has told me by nick drake which may have been on another list that i called out but it's uh i don't know it's just it's amazing it's like you know it's, it's like music that i, I want to like you know protect and then share with others kind of thing. And, oh, Chris, um, so poetic again. So, yeah, I know. It's cool. And then I had 53 honorable <laughs> 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 Sorry, man. Big laugh. Honorable. That was funny. But, I mean, I, I moved in. I mean, I think I started out with 20 and then I whittled it down like last night to 13 and then I yeah. was like, I gotta at least get down to 10. So, I mean, there's, there's songs that I had that I was like, man, I, how could I like not use that song like, yeah you feel like you're like betraying yeah, songs yeah i know there's so many i let had to leave out yeah all right uh honorable mentions kathy okay so um yeah i had originally last night done my list and then i when i was sleeping i actually was dreaming of different songs so <laughs> anyway um let me just throw a few out that's so, okay that's how committed kathy is to this podcast she dreams about it yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, so Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash, and that's because it makes me think of my dad. Um, the Old Apartment, Bare Naked Ladies, which I, I felt like I was betraying them because I didn't get them into my top five. Mm. Um, Baba O'Reilly by The Who. Oh, good one. And, and then these are just some others. Um, Let It Be, as you mentioned, Chris, which I can't believe I couldn't get into the top five. Where Is the Love by Black Eyed Peas. Um, Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel. And then I Knew You Were Waiting For Me, George Michael and Aretha Franklin um, are the ones um, that I probably would hmm. want get up into the top ten, I guess. So I guess we're doing kind of top ten. Dave? <laughs> Yeah, so I I also in my honorable mentions I had Salisbury Hill from Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. and while that didn't make me think of my father, that actually makes me think of Chris. Oh. Um, and our time in my musical journey, when I would follow along with Chris and his musical journey, I usually most of the stuff he listened to residual came to me. So I would you know when he was into the Beatles, I like listened to the Beatles when he was, you know. So I think for me, I didn't really have a connection with my dad in terms of music. So none of these are. Are that um, uh, the next one? Honorable mention is uh, "Give Up the Funk, Tear the Roof Off This Sucker." Uh, Parliament, nice. <laughs> Love that song. Uh, one Vision by Queen. I couldn't. I mean, I had a ton of Queen songs in here, but I think that one just to me is one of their best ones. Yeah. Um, you got Game by Public Enemy and Stephen uh, Stephen Stills. Mm. Um, I just I could listen to that song any. Anytime, day or night. I mean, I just think that's such a great song. And um, I don't think anyone's surprised by this one. Um, it's actually a relatively new song, and it's Dynamite by PS. <laughs> I love that. Because, because I absolutely love that song. I mean, it just makes me feel happy, and it just is. I, I just find it to be such an amazing song that it came out now in my you know late forties. 
I'm listening to K-pop band, band and <laughs> that this song is having such a big influence on me right now. Right. So yeah. Cool. Danis? Um, I only had two. <laughs> I think for me, I realized, like I said, when I was judging myself, I don't, I, I don't have like these huge sentimental memories of songs. Really, I think more of my music that I've I listen to. Actually, I'm going to say there's three songs, but it's more recent necessarily. Like I have not necessarily recent. I stick with the same music, same bands, and if I veer. It's very rare that I veer off, and, and so I don't have this, like, Chris, you guys, I don't know, I think you guys all have this, I don't know, feels like a big connection to music, and I don't necessarily feel that the same way. I love music, but um, but like you said, Dave, I don't really have, like, a song that makes me think of my parents, or, I don't know, maybe Chris some songs, you know, but Oops. I just, yeah, no, I know, I just, anyway, so these are just songs, and they are, they're more, they're newer songs, Um I guess I say they're newer, but I've listened to the bands for very for probably twenty mm. years now, so I'm forgetting how long I've listened, how old well, I am. I don't think you can get any newer than Dynamite by BTS. No. It's like literally on the no, radio. No, today. I know, but I'm not like going back to like <laughs> sentimental songs that, from my childhood or anything like that. So, um, so one of my favorite bands is Guster, and uh, this is from my favorite mm. album. So this will be probably on there. If we ever do that, top five, I don't know. Um, do yeah. You Love Me? Um, yes. And then a, another Canadian band, Blue Rodeo, um, and it's called Head Over Heels, uh, the song. And then I, I can't believe I didn't do a Hamilton song uh, and picking one, but I, my my fav, one of my favorites is Wait For It on the Hamilton soundtrack. I love that song, and I... I mean, if if you did my Spotify, like most listened to, it, Hamilton would be like, it's really only Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen that comes up, really. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that would be probably one of my honorable mentions. So, Chris, oh, you want all fifty three down that top? No, so yeah, narrow it down a little bit from fifty three. Right. So I, I was doing like you know by bands and stuff. Like I'm uh, like, oh well, these are like my top favorites for this band, and like okay, so. Um, uh, where the streets have no name by U2. Um, uh, <laughs> walking in your footsteps by the police. Um, uh, spring, uh, sorry, head head by a sentry by the tragically uh-huh. hip. Um, Hungry like the wolf by Duran Duran. Oh, and Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Those are just some of them. I'm not going to go through the other fifty, but um, yeah, I think in some ways, though, I found this kind of maybe easier because i don't have this huge like like pool of pool of music i was like well yeah. it's gonna be from these top five <laughs> bands that i listen to um yeah yeah i have a i have a playlist on itunes of all all the music that i've flagged as you know four or five stars which i would call favorites right and there's uh just over six thousand songs in that list <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, oh, this is going to be tricky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun, though, to have that list to look at. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that I'm, was. Uh, oh, what, Dave? Uh, I was just no, I was just going to say, like, if we ever if we if we do um, that album, like, I, I just like that's going to be for me even harder. Like, oh. just trying. You better get better start thinking. 
I assume we were going to close out this podcast with top five albums. True. Oh. So get cracking. Start thinking. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We can see what other no. top fives are in the movie, right? Right. Mm. No. Well, it's just fun. I, yeah. Even though I'm a little stressed out. Yeah, I'm a little stressed out. Me too, and I'm emotional. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah. anything else for uh, this chunk of minutes? No. The next no, minute's going to be a powerful. little less. Whew, that's a lot. I don't no. know. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, we definitely want to hear from you, dear listener, um, your top five records, mm-hmm. a.k.a. songs. Um, yes. So please come and find us out on the interwebs. We're at highfidelitytop5.com. We're highfidelitymin on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Probably the best place to interact with us is on Facebook at the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. Uh, all of our top five lists are available um, on Spotify at the High Fidelity Top 5 Podcast. Um, and uh, we're going to ask you, if you haven't already, to uh, head out and rate and review the show. Love to get your feedback there. Tell your friends. And uh, we'll be back again in a week talking about minutes 101 through 105 here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye for now. Bye. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.